welcome to Training for Godliness, where we take a few minutes to remind each other to stay focused on spiritual things during our daily walk with God. I'm your host, Paul Hammonds. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Training for Godliness. Appreciate you being with us. Appreciate you liking, subscribing, sharing, doing all those things on social media to help us promote the podcast. And hopefully it's helping you and encouraging you. If you've got any comments or suggestions, questions, uh, anything that you'd like to add, we'd love to hear from you. I'm always interested in trying to find a way to make the podcast better and more useful for all of you as listeners. So thank you for staying with me. We're going to talk today about the phrase, be the hero of your own story. That's kind of how we're encouraged to look at life today. The idea that if you believe in something strongly enough, if you're willing to put yourself out there and take risks, you can make things happen in your life, whether it's in the business world or your relationships, your own sense of well-being, you can achieve your goals and people are going to see it and acknowledge your success. There's something appealing in the idea of beating the odds, overcoming obstacles, proving people wrong, standing vindicated for all to see. You know, we, we can all relate to that in some degree and we probably desire it on some level as well. We, we like the idea of being vindicated, uh, of overcoming the doubters and accomplishing something great when the odds are stacked against us. And when we see someone prevailing over difficulties in their own life, it makes us feel like we can do it too in our lives against whatever it is that we're facing. And the Bible is filled with stories like that, or at least stories that seem to fit that description. And, and the one that seems to stand out the most is the story of David and Goliath. It's a story so striking and astonishing, it literally became a cliche. When David faced down and toppled the giant, he became the inspiration for underdogs and long shots throughout all of history. We see a former shepherd turning into the hero of a nation with the women of Israel singing songs of praise about him, even outshining the king. He became the symbol of a nation and still is today. But I think it's easy sometimes to miss the message, particularly in a culture where we tend to make everything about us. When we see this story referenced today, particularly in more secular context, it tends to focus on self-confidence and trust, not being intimidated just because the obstacles look imposing. We use this story to explain why tiny colleges often send undermanned teams into a game and upset clearly superior teams with better resources and athletic skill. We usually use terms like on any given day, and, and this was one time out of 10 where they overcame the odds, as if David might not have fared so well in the rematch. And so we're taught to have faith, take our swing, because it might just be our day. Plenty of others tried and failed, but we could be the ones who succeed. Except there's more to the story than that, as any Bible school student will tell you, because in reality, David isn't the true hero of this story, at least not in the sense that he gathers some inner strength and resolve, trusts his training, and through his own skill and determination, takes down the stronger opponent. Before killing Goliath, this is what David says as he's standing before him. He says, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with the sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. So why was David this confident? Because God had made a promise to the people of Israel, not to David personally, but to God's people as a whole, that if they would go into the land of Canaan, God would fight their battles. He would defeat their enemies. And when Israel remained faithful to God, God gave them victory. But David doesn't see himself as an underdog because he's not the underdog. David beats Goliath 10 times out of 10. 
100 out of 100. Because David is not called to overcome anything. God's with him. And because of that, Goliath never had a chance. There's a key statement in David's taunt to Goliath that is important and often goes unnoticed, I think. He says the battle is the Lord's. David won because he was fighting God's battle, not because God was helping him win his own battle. We often think of stories like this as an example of God helping his people accomplish their goals, cheering us on, glorying in our own individual accomplishments. We go to passages like Philippians 4.13, where Paul says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And we apply that to anything from winning an athletic contest to succeeding in school to getting a promotion at work. But as it turns out, we lose a lot too, don't we? We fail a lot. We suffer loss. Some 300 years later, after the story of David, the kingdom of Judah was ruled by a man named Josiah, who was described this way. Before him, there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. And yet Josiah died in battle because he rode out to fight against the Egyptians. He picked a fight because he was certain God was on his side and that God would give him victory, except it wasn't God's will for Josiah to fight that battle. Josiah did it on his own. We aren't told why Josiah decides to go out and start this fight. But we do see that despite being a righteous king, Josiah fails and dies as a result of that fight because God didn't go with him. The story of David isn't that God will give us victory in whatever we do. The story is that with God on our side, we can do anything that God calls us to do. Being a servant of God doesn't guarantee we'll succeed at everything because God never promises that. God does promise that if we want to be instruments of righteousness to do God's will, then God will supply us for every good work. In Philippians 4, Paul wasn't talking about running a four-minute mile or getting his doctoral degree or winning the Super Bowl. He was talking about fulfilling God's purpose for him in the ministry of the gospel, no matter what the circumstances in his life. So if we want to be a David, we don't start by picking a giant to slay based on our own desire for a heroic story featuring ourselves as the conqueror. We start by finding out which giant God wants us to slay. And we pick up our sling and we go to work. And those battles typically aren't the ones that bring us personal glory or satisfy our own desire for advancement or or success or social fulfillment. We teach the gospel to those around us. We teach our families to love God as we do. We find ways to serve each other and demonstrate our love for each other. We fight to stay godly in an ungodly culture. And we place our trust firmly in God. And we determine that no matter what the world does to us, we will remain faithful. And when we prevail, we give glory to the God who made us, the God who loved us, the God who saved us through the blood of Jesus. We are not underdogs as long as we're fighting on God's side. So let's make sure we're fighting the giants God sent us to fight. Thanks for listening. Keep training for Godliness. We'll see you next time.